Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shayna, a board-certified embodiment coach and master energy healer. Here we talk all things magic, love, sex, money, brain, hormones, and energy. You'll walk away with new truth bombs because I love talking about all the things people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything I know in this mind, body, and soul of mine. You can find ways to work with me and products to enhance your life at bloomshakti.com. Hello and welcome, gorgeous. Welcome to part two of a 10-part series. And today we're going to talk about where the fuck the feminine has gone. So being in my feminine is a feeling. You know, I ride the waves and undulations from an electric cackle to a sense of calmness from inspiration to creation from my bubbly overflowing heart to desire and wanting. I am fully immersed in the experience of life and I can feel the magic in the dance of turquoise waves and I can feel the trees stretching and breathing. You know, a simple walk becomes an ecstatic journey for me and if you follow me on Instagram, which you should be, uh, Bloom Shakti, I've been sharing how I've been walking, like taking 15,000 steps a day. And honestly, I have let go of control. I'm very fluid and my body responds to things very effortlessly. I'm always having fun being silly and expressing my authentic spark and it's simplicity you know and by contrast when I am in my masculine I'm in my mind I think things through create strategies plan my time sometimes I second guess myself I like to keep to a schedule I push through even when I'm fucking tired I have a vision of what I want and I pursue it relentlessly I keep my eyes on the fucking prize mode I compare I compete I achieve I you know get it Could you tell the difference between when I was in my feminine versus when I was in my masculine just by my voice? If you haven't, I suggest you go back and listen to it again. But the point being is this is the duality of the two energies that we hold within us. And it doesn't matter what your gender is. You have access to both sides. The masculine is a side of you that creates structure, it gets things done, that chooses a challenge and executes, it ensures safety, it's consistent and steady. The feminine is the part of you that is open to the magic of life. You know, she feels everything. She knows how to play. She's creative, loving. She makes others feel fucking good without even trying. She's just effortless. And if you think of the masculine as a builder who creates a house from scratch, the feminine is the interior decorator who creates the atmosphere atmosphere within it. And you know what? You need both in order to be a fully integrated person. So your masculine is not to be shamed or dismissed. He is a beautiful, strong, and essential component of your essence. The problem is that we let him run our entire life. Like if he was a muscle, he'd be overworked to the point of hy- hypertrophy. Is that what it is? Hypertrophy. Yeah, whatever the fuck. And when you do this, when you let your head rule your heart, you operate from logic, from your to-do list, hustle mode, perfectionism, and as a consequence, 
the feminine side of you actually suffocates. You're disconnected from your creativity, your flow, your sensuality, sexuality. Your guard is up around your heart. And there's just... You're just standing in a fucking swamp with piranhas and crocodiles. I don't know if it's crocodiles or alligators that are in swamps, but insert correct one. (laughs) You know, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with you being a fucking genius, creating a business you love, asking for what you want and being strong. That is wonderful. Get it, girl. A healthy partner will love this about you. But when you live there constantly, you are not expressing all of yourself. Problems start to occur when you're so in your head that you're cut off from your emotions, making yourself unavailable, uptight, and closed down. It doesn't feel good to us when we are unavailable, tight, or closed down. But for so many of us, it's become our home zone. And why the fuck do we do this? There's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why we feel that it's safer to live from this mode. So let's play a game, okay? get ready. Tell me how many times, no, tell me which of these are applicable to you. Maybe just count it on your fingers. Okay. First one, you've been hurt in the past, so it simply feels safer to keep your heart closed off. Society puts a high value on quote productivity and quote hustle. There's little to no value on being creative or being a mother. P.S. for me, I never wanted kids, but now I know that's one of my fucking greatest purposes in this lifetime. Like, I'm going to be a fucking mama bear, the best goddamn mama bear ever. Next, you believe you have to be in your guard up, nose down mode just to survive and make ends meet. Single moms, that's definitely you. Another thing is that you've experienced sexual assault or trauma. Has betrayal hardened your heart? Did your dad raise you to be a little version of him? Or did your mom teach you never to rely or trust a man? Did you grow up watching traditionally girly people, attitudes, styles, characteristics being made fun of? Were you taught that femininity is weak? Did you watch feminine women get taken advantage of and abused do you not feel safe in your body almost every woman held up as a successful role model appears to operate almost entirely from her masculine and you know what This is just the tip of the iceberg. That's what it is. So, it is no fucking wonder when these are the messages we get. We feel disconnected from our femininity. Whether you've chosen to move away from the side of you or you feel that it's been taken from you, 
I hear you, I feel you, and understand you. Trust me, I've been there, I fucking get it. No wonder you have put your guard up, closed your heart, and insisted on doing everything yourself. And in a lot of ways, this appears to be the quote right and logical thing to do. You know, if someone breaks into your house, you're probably going to just do something to protect yourself, right? And yet, and yet, for all of our hard-heartedness, for all of our toughness, for all of our instance that we don't need love or anyone else, that we can do it all by ourselves, where the fuck has this gotten us? Seriously, ladies, this is a very important conversation to be had. Where has all this gotten us? Where has it brought us more bliss and aliveness in our lives? Has it opened doorways for us that we wouldn't have experienced otherwise? Has it cracked the universe and provided us with deep pleasure? Or has it absolutely shut us down, turned us off? Do we look around at our trophies, our houses, handbags, shoes, cars, you know, and feel deeply satisfied? Or do we feel nothing? Have we gotten who we are at the fucking core of our being? No, right? I already know the answer. I almost wish that those things did bring us satisfaction because that would make life a ton easier. But I know that's not the truth. No woman on her fucking deathbed has ever said, the only thing in life that I regret is not buying that pink Chanel heart-shaped purse. Ever. Okay? Ever. So what what the fuck does this tell us? The harsh truth is the material things we are working so hard for, while it's pretty, it's actually absolutely meaningless. We work so hard to sit at the girl boss table, and when we sit down, we realize we don't even want to be there. And I'm really honored and privileged to meet a lot of women in my life. Like, it's such a huge perk for what I do, and I'm here to serve women. And as I have started to side-eye my life and ask myself what really matters, I've noticed a lot of women are asking the same damn questions. They may be married, killing it in their career, but their relationship is in shambles, and they feel like they are stuck. They don't know how to, you know, how to right the ship. I meet women everywhere, Instagram, social gatherings, the gym, sessions, whatever it is, you know, my pop-up events. And it seems that the more we pour ourselves into the work we love, the worse our relationships become. And we're missing something. We showed our ticket, boarded the struggle bus, and now that's where we reside. So what the fuck happened? Where did our sense of joy go? Is it missing for good? Is it on vacation mode? And how can we, in fact, invite that vibrant femininity back into our lives? That's what this whole 10-part series is about. And if you join Telegram, then you get access to those tappings. And tapping is the most ethical way that I can help you to move through shit. So the answer, thankfully, is a yes, that you can invite your femininity back any time you please and you can make any change on a dime because your power is fucking absolute and you may be thinking not me i'm hopeless a lost cause too far gone i'll always be a man in a woman's body but let me tell you something without a shadow of a doubt you can change you can change and honestly for a really long time i didn't know what i was missing or craving 
You know, I was showing up always optimistic, a beat, living at a million miles an hour. And deep down inside, there were parts I didn't even try to look in myself because I thought they were ugly, imperfect, or needed improvement. And I usually kept this shit hidden. You know, the stuff that I didn't accept or couldn't really like forgive myself for. But it turns out what I was really craving and missing was a partnership. A partnership with myself. A deep sense of love and understanding and compassion and empathy with myself. And I felt a lot of resistance. I was downright annoyed that after all my convincing and telling myself otherwise, I really just wanted true love. True love in the sense of with another person. But also... That wouldn't have happened if I didn't love myself. You know, my hyper-independence actually meant that I had trained myself to see men as being dispensable. And if you've been with me for a while, then you know that in my program, Let Men Be Men, I basically teach you to recognize whether you're emasculating a man, how to not fucking emasculate a man, and you want to do this, you know, take that program Not just for a man, but for your future son, for your father, for your brother, for your cousins, like for your male work people, you know, like this is a program that just helps shift the, the polarity, the understanding, the dynamics between a man and a woman. I mean, you know, my hyper independence in my 20s really trained me to see men as being disposable. And society definitely fucking reinforces that idea. You know, in the last 10 years, doesn't it seem as if we've been guided to the idea that love is optional? Tell me otherwise. That if it doesn't live with your life plan, then you should just walk away and continue pursuing your career. That the most valuable thing we can do with our time is build an empire, make a million dollars, post lots of fucking pictures on instagram on our yachts right one of my biggest blocks to moving into a new way of being was i simply didn't believe i needed to you know i was indoctrinated brainwashed into thinking that my strength and power and independence had to be held on to at any cost that to let him go you know would be my absolute downfall and If, you know, before I knew it, I'd be barefoot and pregnant or married to someone abusive and, you know, that I needed to preserve my sense of self and Lord have mercy on any man who might actually want to, you know, be in a real meaningful, important part of my life. (laughs) As a smart, empowered, self-aware woman, you can argue that your limitations, you know, what your limitations are all day. You might be clinging onto your independence, Right? And the truth is that unless you're ready to see things differently and loosen up those fucking shackles, no one will be able to convince you otherwise. And I can speak from personal experience. When I say that stubbornness, which many of us have a hefty dose, will be your downfall. I'm in Aries. I'm very stubborn. Well, supposedly. I actually think I just know what I want and how I want it done, so just fucking do it right. But... Also, I've learned to just let go of control and let things flow. You know, if you've worked with me one-on-one, I always say trust and surrender to the flow. 
right? I actually want to get that shit tatted on me, but yeah. (sighs) Ladies, changing the way we perceive life and our purpose can be radical and difficult, but it's, and like, I agree, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, many people make a decision about what life means early on and they hold on to it, you know, even long past the point of it not making sense anymore. And they do this because of pride, because of ego, because of the fear of not knowing what's on the other side. And even though I have many things left to do with my life, I honestly feel like just finding my purpose, quitting my corporate job and pursuing it has been the biggest fucking thing ever. It's been the biggest achievement. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that it is not everything. It's not even close. You know, the thrill is fleeting. And before you know it, you're back sitting on your couch alone. You know, before you jump back into your inbox, trying to ignore the feelings, you know. And I mean, don't worry. Like, I'm certainly not saying you should hang up your fucking, your bad bitch card and go get pregnant and settle down and get married. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm basically saying is that this idea we've been sold of what will truly bring us joy and fulfillment is not the entire fucking picture. It's not even half the picture. It's a goddamn slice. Your career can bring so much happiness and it should not be the thing that your life revolves around. Your life life can be like bring you ecstasy too. And it also should not be the center of your universe. So what I'm fucking advocating for is a sense of balance. I used to think work-life balance was a myth. Now, I know that was my ego desperately trying to keep me away from intimacy because it was just too scary. And workaholism brought a sense of certainty and power for me. That's what it did, you know? And self-love is a fucking epidemic, dude. Lack of self-love has been an epidemic. Like, you know, there's so many women struggling with self-worth, feeling lesser than, doubting their power. And even though I see this, you know, I allowed, there have been times that I allowed others' narrow-mindedness to affect me for a few months. And maybe I, I thought, like, maybe they were right, you know? Maybe this is all a silly idea. But then one morning, I woke up. And the message that came to me was that women need to see themselves as I see them. Which is brilliant, capable, bursting with potential. That's what it is. That's how every fucking woman is. Real talk. And in Let Men Be Men, ladies, I share surveys that I took of what men think of us women and the most recent conversation I had with a man he said it himself women are amazing you guys are fucking incredible I quote that okay like a man said that so why do we women put ourselves down put each other down why where did it stem from our moms, our aunts, cousins, comparisonitis. What the fuck is going on? What happened? Where did we lose our sense of self and forget our fucking power? What's that I want to know? As time goes on, 
I'm reminded of how important it is to come back to loving yourself over and over and over and over and over again. You know, it's not something you do once and then you forget about it. And crucially, what we need to know about loving and accepting ourselves in our 30s and 40s is very different than what we need to know in our 20s. You know, there's a deepening of love that occurs, a new understanding and awakening to a true power we hold. You know, in my 20s, that power felt light and clean, the power of a maiden to flirt and giggle her way through life and capture attention of every turn. She dances from place to place, hard to pin down, you know? And now, in my 20s, in my 20s, in my 30s, I've become aware of a different type of power. It's a power of gravitas, you know? Like, it, it knows that whatever it touches, it impacts deeply. And you might have heard about how the goddess can create and destroy. And as you mature, this is something you come to understand. You have this ability to. You can create and birth new things. Art, ideas, revolutions, businesses, tiny humans. And you can fucking destroy too. Look at the trail of hearts you have trashed by being careless or dishonest. The trust you betrayed. The cars you crashed. You know, as we age, we start to become aware of that our actions have repercussions. What we do isn't meaningless. It ripples outwards. It impacts everyone around us. We're not just specks on a piece of glass. What we do fucking matters. And somehow knowing this, knowing all this, coming to a place where you really understand your power is sexy as fuck. And you listening to this podcast tells me that there's a part of you that isn't fully expressed that could be more that might be blocking a beautiful new side of your life and I want to encourage you to tread this path with love tread this path with love you know they always say we teach what we most need to learn And my experience has been that people who struggle with things are the best teachers. And I am on a permanent self-love quest. I am actually in it with you, you know, finding new solutions, new tools, and that makes all the difference. I like to take my radical self-love goggles and put them on to examine different parts of my life all the time. I look at my money, my relationships, my health, my feminine masculine energy, my relationships with other people, romantic or platonic. And if you have periods where you totally forget your truth, your beauty, and who the fuck you are, congratulations, bitch. You're human just like the rest of us. But I know how that internal battle can go, especially when your self-love has been hard won. And you might be tempted to go into shame, blame, sadness, anger, hopelessness. But one of the biggest impediments to healing is thinking, I shouldn't be feeling like this. You know what that does? That creates shame and blame. It's a cycle that completely arrests any forward movement. And let me tell you something. Self-criticism never works. If there was one piece of advice I could give you, that you take from this entire 10 podcast episode series thing. 
It would be to drop the fucking criticism. Drop the criticism. You're here today in this place because you have come to a point where you know something needs to change. And instead of being mad at yourself for arriving here, see it differently. No friction. Right? No friction. And you know what? Without friction, there's no expansion. But what if the most challenging things that happened to you were actually a gift of growth? What if they were perfectly designed by universal intelligence to catapult you into being the person you are capable of being? When you can stop beating yourself up for having a problem and instead ask yourself, what are the gifts in this? What are the blessings in this? How can I leverage this and use this and turn my life into something truly exciting? You're going to transform. You will transform your perspective on the so-called problem and you'll be able to move into a place of healing, transformation, and joy. Because change can be delicious. Change can be the butterfly unfurling her wings for the first time. And when you really sink into it, you'll come to know that embracing your feminine energy is about perfecting the art of feeling good. And if you are in Telegram, you have a new tapping on feeling good. And if you're not subscribed to Telegram, go join, check out the show notes, boomshakti.com, offerings, scroll down, and boom, you can join Telegram get access to the tappings, do it for the next week till the new episode comes out. I hope you got lots of empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review as a simple energy exchange or share this podcast and feel free to tag me on Instagram, Bloom Shakti. Help me to live my purpose, adding value to others' lives. To work with me or for products to enhance your life, check out bloomshakti.com.